0: Now, the Scandinavians have this idea that the, the world is a tree, and uh, I've been thinking about that a lot. I think that the tree idea, a tree is something that is grounded in, in matter, let's say, and that reaches up to heaven. In the Scandinavian tree at the bottom, there's quite a cool idea at the bottom of that. See, this tree is constantly being gnawed by snakes. You can sort of see the snakes at the bottom. And at the same time, it's being watered. And the water makes the tree grow at the same rate that the snakes gnaw on its roots. So it's like a yin-yang idea, you know, that there's continual chaotic destruction and replacement at the basis of whatever this process is. But the tree seems to me to be a representation, not so much of... It's, a, it's like a different dimensional space. That's, that's what's trying to be represented. So imagine that, you know, you're structured if you take powers of 10 magnification, say, human beings are about in the middle of the tiniest thing and the largest thing, if you do it by, by powers of 10. And so, you know, you have a subatomic level and an atomic level and a molecular level and, you know, then a, a then a, maybe a level of organs and then there's you and then there's your family and so on, all the way up the the tree, fundamentally. And so I think that what this tree represents, and this is the things that, thing that the shaman moves up and down, I think that's what it represents. It's this, it's this different view of, of its dimensionality. It's something like that. And I think that what happens in the psychedelic experience is that consciousness can travel up and down that structure. It's something like that. And maybe not only up and down it, but maybe right through it. And I know that's a radical claim. It's a really radical claim. And it's, it might be wrong, but it's probably wrong even because most radical claims are wrong. But, but, but I'm not so sure it's wrong. And here's something cool. So that's the Scandinavian world tree. And that was drawn by an anthropologist who visited the tribes in the Amazon who use ayahuasca. You see, it's a snake. It's a tree with snakes. Well, you know, that's reminiscent of the story in Adam and Eve, obviously. But it's also reminiscent of our primate dwelling place, right? Because that was basically our ancestral home. A tree surrounded by snakes. And the snakes like to eat us. And this is a long time ago. This is like 50 billion years ago. It's really a long time ago. And so we don't know where these images come from precisely. But I do have the suspicion that we used the circuitry that we developed to detect snakes to represent the unknown as such. Because, it, like, a snake is something that comes out of the unknown. And, like, we evolved, right? We all evolved out of an animal substructure. And so we had to get our our biological cognitive structure from somewhere. And we have this capacity of thinking about the absolute unknown and the terrors that are involved in that, that the horrors that can emerge from what we don't understand. And it stands perfectly to reason that we would use circuits that were already pre-developed for that, and that this is a reasonable representation of the existential structure of the world. So, and I think I might have showed you this before, but... It never ceases to amaze me, this, this picture. So, my son drew this when he was nine, eight. And so, on the right, you see mushroom houses. And they have the names of all his friends on them. And so, that's order, right? And then, on the left side, you see chaos there. And that little orange thing is a bug. And then, there's a river that runs right down the middle. And so, that's like the, you know, the yin-yang symbol with the divide in the middle. That's quite cool. And then there's, there it is. There's Jacob's Ladder. It's like Jack and the Beanstalk, which is, by the way, another variant of the same shamanic story. And there are bugs going up and down it. And they're taking messages from heaven. And then up there in heaven, it's got the sun, and there's St. Peter. And I don't know where in the world he got this. It's not like he had a lot of religious education. I mean, re- despite me... Um, <laughs> And, you know, there's the pearly gates up there, and that was the world, as far as his... He had a very well-ordered psyche, I would say, and and still does. But when he drew that, it just absolutely blew me away. And so I had it laminated, and it's in my office. Because, well, I don't know, because, like, what the hell do you make of that? You know, that's that's why. So... Well you sort of get the picture there you know the cathedrals the great cathedrals of europe are they're like the forest in stone right and they try to represent the light coming through the leaves and so it's sort of our ancestral forest home but it's it's transformed into these great sculptures of stone and you know they produce awe because of the combination of light and darkness and color but also I think for the same reason that huge trees produce awe in people, you know, and we don't want them cut down. They seem sacred in some sense, and, and per- perhaps they are. But, you know, and it, it also seemed to me, this is an intuition, that the, the architects of these great cathedrals were trying to get, they're trying to express something that's deep and structural. They're, they're try, try, trying to express the idea that if being was constituted properly, then, it would be organized from the subatomic level all the way up to the highest cosmic level perfectly. So every layer stacked on top of each other without any contradictions. And that, that would be an ideal mode of being. And everything would come together under those circumstances. And that's what's being expressed in these cathedrals. It's not all that's being expressed because they're also shaped like a cross. And, you know, the idea is that The center of the cross, which is the center of suffering, is also the place of the individual, the place where the transformation takes place. That's all built into the architecture as well. And so, then there's the tree-like structures that make us up. It's stretched down to the tiniest realities, the, the microcosm. And there's this, this idea, it's all represented in the same way. Again, it's this idea, especially the Mandela up in the top right. It's the idea of this perfection of crystalline structure. And that's what the yogis are trying to attain when they organize their bodies. They're trying to get every single layer of their being aligned properly. And it's something like, and you can kind of see an echo of that in the, I think that's a Tibetan sand painting, if I remember correctly, on the, on the bottom left. The idea is that if you get yourself aligned properly, then information can flow along that tree that, that's you without, without impediment, something like that. And that would be like a state of optimal health and that both physical and spiritual exercises can put you in that state. And that's, well, those are all clouds of ideas that surround this idea of a ladder to heaven.